0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Sure, old-time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmid, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, the Bruins arrive in Toronto and the NHL's 32nd franchise finally has a name. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Well, we're only a few days away from the restart of the NHL season. The Bruins arrived in Toronto yesterday and will play an exhibition game against Columbus on Thursday night at 7 p.m. And that game can be seen on Nesson. The 31-player roster will include 10 defensemen, 17 forwards, and 4 goaltenders. Anton Bleed and Paul Carey didn't make the trip to Toronto, but Senishin Stanika, and Frederick all made the cut. So look for them to play in a couple of games during this postseason. Now, I know a lot of you have been thinking about Pasternak and Kasha. Well, guess what? They they are also they also made the trip to Toronto, so hopefully they'll they'll get a little bit of practice in since they missed a lot of the the formal training camp. So hopefully they'll get some practice in before Thursday, and then both then they're good to go. Now, as of Friday, the NHL has zero positive tests for the last testing period, which covers the 19th, July 19th through the 24th. Now, it's going to be interesting to see if any players test positive inside the bubble. I don't think any players will. I mean, everybody's going to be, you know, in this bubble. And the way I look at it, you know, the players aren't going to go anywhere. They're going to be basically secluded from, from the general public. And I don't see how any players is going to test positive since every team has will have their own floor and it will be one player per room. Now the league is using two hotels in Toronto. One at Exhibition Place and the other one near Scotiabank Arena. There will be a fencing system running through each location to keep everyone inside the bubble and away from the general public. Which is to me that, that's the only way to do it right now. I mean, even the NBA, the NBA is doing the same thing down in Disney. All the players are secluded in these these really fancy Disney resorts, so they're away from the general public. They're not even—I don't even think they're—they're they're not even allowed to go into a park or anything. They just have to stay within their hotel room. So the same thing in Toronto and the and in in um, Edmonton. The layout in each sub city includes is. It includes designated space for indoor and outdoor activities. There's going to be a movie theater. There's player lounges. There's out outdoor recreational space. I don't know what kind of recreational space we're talking about here—ping pong or pool or whatever. I don't know. Um, some play. I mean, I've seen players. You know, if you're thinking about it, a lot of players are bringing things from home. You know, they can't bring their families with them or their dogs. You know, pets or whatever. They can't do that, but you know they're bringing stuff. Like I've seen pictures of guys from the Rangers, the Bruins, the Islanders. They're bringing guitars. They're bringing laptops. They're bringing video game systems. Anything to pass the time between when they're sitting, you know, quarantined inside their hotel room. Um, there's going to be there are restaurants in the secure zones, some that are already in place. And then there are some that the league is creating with the help of local local cooks and chefs and stuff like that. So, you know, the living conditions are going to be pretty good. I mean, I don't see how anybody or any player is going to get is going to come down with COVID-19. I don't I don't see how, you know, unless they're. You know, both teams, you know, the teams are going to be well secluded from each other on different floors. So I really don't see teams inter, you know, mingling with each other until they get to the arena. Now, that's a look inside the living, you know, that's not all the living conditions that I looked up. But these are the ones that mostly stood out to me was, you know, they're going to be actually within this area, certain area that the general public can't go in, which to me is a really good idea. So I don't see any any issues of players testing positive if you're all inside this bubble and you're being tested every day. All right? Now, all the practices in Toronto will take place at the Ford Performance Center. This is the Maple Leafs training facility. It has four rinks. So, as long as these players who are practicing are being you know, are being away from each other, that's a good thing. Um, a lot of players have asked if, if they're going to interact with any of the um, other teams. I really... It's hard to say. It's hard to say right now if any of these teams are going to be interacting with each other. My guess is they don't want any of these teams interacting with each other until they get on the ice. So that's a good thing. Now, the game presentation is going to look totally different. All right? These games are... They're, there's going to be nobody in the stands, so it's important for the NHL to cater this to the television audience because, you know, let's face it, there aren't going to be any fans there. Now, the NHL won't use cardboard cutouts like some ML, like major league baseball teams are doing. The The league is going to be using video, audio, different lighting, camera angles, all types of stuff to make the game look different and to make it better for the fans sitting at home. So every game and the thing is, every game is gonna look different. Alright, so don't expect like, you know, you know, diff- the same thing on a video board or anything like that. It's gonna be different from every single game. There'll be LED screens, monitors, and stages around the ice to create a a unique television friendly look. I don't know what that I don't know what that is, but it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. Now the NHL is going to use goal songs and goal horns in arena music compilations and other motivational videos from each of the twenty four teams participating. So you know you're going to get the Bruins goal horn, you're going to get the Bruins goal song, you know the same thing with you know the Rangers and their goal song, and on and on and on. So, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see if they're gonna play. You know, if the let's just say the Bruins score a goal, you know, they do their goal song, and and their horn and their song, and then you know, say f- Philadelphia, you know, their goal horn and their goal song, all in this all in the same game. I don't know, I don't know how they're gonna work that, but it's gonna be really interesting to see how well they how they do this. Um, the league also got some um, special produced videos from fans that are, that will be played throughout the team or, or will be played throughout the game. This is to replicate some of the chants that go on in teams' home arenas. So I don't know if, say, the Bruins are the home team. Are they just going to play Bruins stuff? Or I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what the NHL has for these televised games. So it's going to be really interesting. Now, the league has partnered with EA Sports to use its library of in-game sounds to mimic some of the crowd noise during games. Now, I play NHL 18 a lot, so there aren't a lot of things that you can... There aren't a lot of, like, audio that you can use from that game. But it's going to be... It's going to be... You know, I'm going to be surprised to see what they use as far as, like, crowd noise during during these games. Now, speaking of the games, here's uh, the Bruins' schedule, and we're going to take a little sneak peek at the Round Robin games. Now, of course, they do play the Columbus Blue Jackets on Thursday. That's an exhibition game. It doesn't count. So we move ahead to Sunday, Sunday, August second, August 2nd. It's going to be the Philadelphia Flyers. And the Boston Bruins, it's going to be at 3 o'clock, NBC. And I believe it's also going to be on Nesson. So you're going to be able to get Jack and Brick if you don't like. I believe in, I think in Toronto, it's going to be John Forsland and Mike Milberry. I'm not sure. I think I read that earlier this morning. So it's, it's a surprise. I don't know. But I have a feeling it's going to be uh, John Forslund and Mike Milberry. Now, looking at the seat looking at this series, the Flyers gave the Bruins a hard time this year. I mean, they actually won the season series. They won the season series, two two to one. On uh, November tenth, the Flyers beat the Bruins, and a they beat them three to two in a shootout. Now, I was at this game, and the bees didn't show up until the third period, and they only to lose in the shootout. So basically, they didn't show up at all until the third period, and you know, it makes you wonder what the hell's going to happen in this one. Now, January 3rd, Philly won again in another shootout. This one was a 6-5 win. Again, you know, the Bruins got to show up against Philly. Philly gave these guys a hard time. Now, on March 10th, the, the Bruins beat the Philadelphia Flyers 2 to nothing, and I believe this was the last game before the shutdown, so who knows what could happen. But, you know, you lose a season series, you know, two games, you know, you don't win the season series, you know, two games to one, you know, both games were done by, sh- you, you lost by shootouts. So it was a pretty close game, and then the other one was a 2 nothing win. Now, the big question for the Flyers is how well goaltender Carter Hart plays in goal. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Bees go after the young goaltender right off the drop of the puck and see if they can shake, shake him early but like i said in the previous games or in in the games this season the bruins basically didn't show up until late in the game and thanks to the rebuild that philly has had over the past few years they have solid they have solid players on the blue line and a consistent scoring from their forwards now i believe that the bruins still have the advantage with their mix of veterans on the roster but again the bruins have to learn to show up for the first two periods in the other games against Philly, they didn't show up at all. Well, they didn't show up until it was too late. And usually that is the case with the Bruins. They don't show up until the third period. They got to come out. They have a young goaltender. You got to come out and really pepper this kid with shots. That's one of the things you have to do in this league. You have a young goaltender, I don't care if it's Carter Hart, I don't care if it's, you know, some other young goaltender. You gotta start. You gotta throw shots at young goaltenders because they're good to choke. Now we're gonna move on to Wednesday, August fifth, the Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Boston Bruins. That's a four p.m. game. That's on uh, NBCSN and possibly another NESN telecast. So you have your pick on who you wanna who you want your play-by-play and color commentators are. Now the Lightning won this series three games to one. Of course, early in the season on October seventeenth, Tampa won in a shootout. In December, Tampa Bay won three to two. Boston finally won March third against Boston. Finally, won that game on March third, two to one, and then Tampa Bay basically come in and beat the Bruins uh, on March seventh, five to two. Now, Tampa's win on March seventh was probably the most entertaining game of the season between these two teams. These two teams have really hated each other over the past few seasons. I mean, you, I know you have the Habs and the Bruins. I know you have Toronto and the Bruins. But this one is starting to turn out to be a pretty good rivalry between these two organizations. But I got to be honest, with the Lightning winning the season series, three games to one, I'm going to have to give this game to Tampa. I They won the season series, but they also added some toughness late in the season with the acquisitions of Barclay Goodrow, Blake Coleman, Zach Bogosian, and these guys were added around the trading deadline in February. I'm not knocking the talent of the Bruins or anything, but Tampa has something to prove this year. After last year's upset versus Columbus, I wouldn't be surprised if they took this game really seriously. You know, a lot of people out there are probably say, well, are probably saying that the round robin games. You, you shouldn't take them too seriously. They're only first seeding. You don't have all ice advantage. And I agree with that. You know, you're getting, you're getting like warm. These are basically warm-up games. These are like the last three games of the regular season. So what do you, you know, would you take them seriously? Would you just say, you know, if you're the Bruins, if you're Bruce Cassidy and you're sitting there and you're saying to yourself, you know, should I – should i bench should i sit these players should i not sit these play? you know what are you going to do during this during during these round robin games and i think tampa is going to be the one that's going to be the most serious about these round robin games because they have something to prove now sunday august 9th it's the bruins and the washington capitals now this game does not have a start time it does not have a network yet so this one's to be determined now the season series between these th- these two teams was tied two to two. Uh, we had November back in November, Washington won three to two in a shootout. Washington then won again in December, uh, another three to two win, and then Boston had a seven three win in December, and then in January, which was the last time these two teams met, a three to two win. So the bees have had trouble against the Caps in recent years but this season was one of their best showings against Washington. By the, but by the time this game is played, the seeding's could be locked in, so there's a good possibility this game could feature some of the younger players like Stanika and Frederick and some of those other younger players. I you might even see you, you might even see Halak in goal. You know, and I think maybe Ovechkin might sit out for the Capitals. And Holtby might sit out for the Capitals, so you really don't know. But I think this game could feature a lot of younger players for both teams, so the veterans could be well-rested up for the playoffs. Unleash, Unleash the Seattle Kraken. The NHL's 32nd team finally has a new name. The new name, the logo, and the uniforms were revealed last Thursday. Seattle did a great job with branding this team. The logo is a tribute to the old Seattle Metropolitans team that won the Stanley Cup back in 1917. Now, a lot of people don't know this, but Seattle the Seattle Metropolitans were the first team for the, were the first team from the United States to win the Stanley Cup. Now, this team is set to hit the ice in October of 2021, and they will and they will play at the Climate Pledge Arena. Seattle will also join the Pacific Division and Arizona will move to the Central Division. Now the the moment I saw this, I thought about all the rumors that are going to come out about the Coyotes moving out of Arizona. Well, right now we really don't know anything that's going on in Arizona. There's talk about them moving into another building. And wouldn't that be like three building? Wouldn't that be like their third arena that they've actually been that they've actually like built and played in? Over their last 20, 25, I want to say 25 years of exist of, since moving from Washington, from Washington, from uh, Winnipeg. So it's going to be interesting to see what, what happens with, with this whole outcome now. Are people going to say, well, the Coyotes are moving to Kansas City or they're moving to Houston or they're moving, you know, th- this place in the Midwest? So who knows what's going to happen? But I guarantee you the rumors are going to start as soon as this happens, as soon as they make the move to the Central Division, there go all the all the all the rumors that the Arizona coyotes are going to be moving out of, out of Arizona. So basically, we really don't know what's going to happen. But we do know that the Seattle Kraken are going to be hitting the ice in October 21, 2021. So that's going to be a fun time. I love the logo. I love the I love what they're going to be able to play play with as far as release the Kraken and all this other all this other stuff. They're going to be able to like really promote and promote this team and it's going to it's going to be awesome. They they actually have a pretty cool name and they're going to be able to use like a lot of like movie clips and other types of types of things, because I know that there's a lot of movies out there that feature feature the Kraken. So it's going to be fun when this team comes, comes to the uh, NHL in 2021. Now, over the weekend, I was asked about who was going to win the Stanley Cup, and everybody knows that, you know, this is a Bruins podcast, so I would eventually say the Bruins. Well, I don't think you know yes i'm going to say the bruins are my team i'm going to root for them to win the cup but if the bruins if i didn't let's just say let's just throw the bruins out there if i were to say if i were to give a team a really good shot at winning the cup i would have to say it's it's colorado they were one of the best they among the besides the bruins they were the better team in the league so i i would have to actually say the colorado avalanche but you can't really count out some of these other teams, especially you know the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, they have a lot of talent. You know, they've had time off. They've had time off to heal. So I figure that the maybe maybe Edmonton. You could probably throw Edmonton into that mix. I don't know. Um, you can throw uh, Seat- uh, Seattle, um, St. Louis in there to, for winning back to to win back to back cups. It's anybody's game. But I have a feeling besides the Boston Bruins, I would probably say that. Colorado Avalanche since they actually had you know they were up there and they actually had a decent season this year now just before I, I started recording this podcast I was going around the internet trying to get up dig up more information on what's going on with the hub cities and everything else and I came across an interesting video on on Twitter now I taken a look the the rock Dwayne Johnson was working out, but he was working and I thought for sure he was working out with a with a with a teenager, you know? He, he one-on-one training with with a teenager. And I'm like looking at this guy and I'm saying to myself, man, you know, you know everybody knows The Rock. The Rock is jacked. So, and here's this like little guy and he's working out, you know, he's you know, at first I thought it was Kevin Hart. All right. Yes, I know, but I thought it since the two of those guys do a lot of movies together. I thought maybe it was Kevin Hart and and The Rock. That's what I thought it was. But then as I look at it and I'm reading the comments, it wasn't. It wasn't some young kid, and it wasn't um, who the heck was it? Kevin Hart? Brain fart. It wasn't Kevin Hart. It was the New Jersey Devils' PK Subban. Was working out with The Rock. How cool is that? I mean, I know a lot of people don't like him, all right. But still, the guy—the guy's cool in my book. I mean, I—I I think PK Subban's really cool. The guy knows how to. Let's just, let's face it. The guy know. The guy's got really good fashion sense out there. I mean, wearing, you know, wearing a pimp suit when he was playing in Montreal, or wearing a cowboy hat and cowboy boots while he was at, while he's playing in Nashville. Okay. But seeing this guy, and I'm like looking at him, I'm like, oh, it's not Kevin Hart. Looking at the comments, yeah, it was P.K. Subban. P.K. Subban is working out with The Rock. So I'm starting to think that this guy is starting to take his his career up to the next level. I wouldn't be too surprised if by the time next season rolls around, this guy is going to be jacked up. Jacked up. So, you know, let's see. You know, if maybe, maybe the rock actually can go out and train some other players, you know, it would be, I mean, we all, we all know that Chara doesn't need to work out, you know, with the rock because the guy's, the guy's really good fit. He's physically fit, but I wouldn't be too surprised if other players in any, in any other, in any other sport start working out with the rock. But that 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 surprised me this morning. I was like, "Well, I guess PK Subban's really taken taken his game wants to take his game up to the next level." So it's going to be interesting to see how the Devils how the Devils are with this guy in their blue line. Now, here's the thing: will the big bulkiness slow him down, or will it help him be a little bit more of a physical player? Maybe he won't back down to players like Marshan and Lucic and all those other tough guys, maybe he'll, he'll stand his ground. So it was pretty funny this morning to see PK Subban working out with a rock. That was awesome. Hey, this show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google play, Stitcher, Luminary, and tune in. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. You can find us at believe.com and at believe podcasts. If you have a question for me, you can tweet me at HockeyNASCAR413. That's at HockeyNASCAR413. And if you're interested in advertising on this show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great week and go Bruins.